It's a daily talk show, episode 638. And we got Pete Shepherd, who's not in the building, but he's in a building, and that is okay. his, his, uh, at his, um, his map studio. I mean, I don't this is know my map else. studio. Yeah, it's but, actually my house. <laughs> yeah, you're in your house, but you have a map the size of uh, our podcast desk behind you, which is kind of nice. How much do you pay for that? I have no idea. It was a gift. I got it as a gift for my 30th birthday, TJ. So I'm pretty happy with it. It looks great. Shoot. And so It's nice, thought, isn't it, JJ? You've seen it. Yeah, in, it's, in it's very nice. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. um, I don't know how accurate it is. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, in what sense? Well, it's, uh, it's got um, it's milligram brand. Mm-hmm. Which milligrams great, but they're and they're a company known for their aesthetic. They're not really sort of <laughs> not, a map not known for company. their maps. No, yeah, I wouldn't think so. And so it's sort of like a high class um, typo. And mm. so I, I think like it's beautiful, and I think it does exactly what you want it to do, which is sort of signal that you're a traveller. <laughs> without- well, you're not a traveller <laughs> yeah. because uh, I mean, who's a traveller at the moment? Mm. Well, With that's the coronavirus. I'm not even allowed into the studio in Collingwood, apparently. I've been told to stay in Elwood, you said. Well, this was the test. We thought like, okay, shit's happening. Things Mm. are changing. We laughed at it at the start. All of a sudden, client jobs are changing. Events are shutting down. Yeah, what else is there to do other than uh, laugh at it? Otherwise, you're just one of the others. But then what I'm finding, (laughs) like one of the the dummies that seem to be making a fuss out of nothing. Well, it feels like there's an in-between, right? What's the in-between? Well, I think the in-between, like- Ignoring it. No, no, no. no. So, if, if you've got like um, really worrying about it mm. on one side of the spectrum and then you've got buying toilet paper in bulk on the other, there's probably but just aren't like- aren't they the people really worrying about it? So, it's not the other side of the oh, spectrum? Oh, wait. No, no. So, you've got not- the same end. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Same end. So, really worrying and, yeah. and toilet paper yeah. or laughing about it. Yeah. And then there's probably something in between, which is like- uh, like it's sort of the toilet paper shit's funny, mm. but the um, but I still will wash my hands. Yeah, I mean that is a good thing if you if you've just started washing your hands now mm. because of this, <laughs> you should look at yourself. Yeah. I love that you say that, but you're speaking <laughs> yeah. to yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at myself right now. Um, how are you feeling about it all, Pete? The coronavirus. It's been a weird week. I was a bit like you guys. I was a bit dismissive of it. I think in the past, mm-hmm. and then this week in particular, I had a trip to Sydney get cancelled by a client and I'm meant to be in New York for a month in April but that's looking pretty dicey. Have you Not bought sure your flights? Anymore. Not yet. No, I have flexible okay. flights that I can buy at the last minute but oh, wow. I had accommodation and all of that. So logistically, I don't think I'm going to be going to New York in April so I'm just sort of like what do I do with that month that well, I was planning on not being uh, here? Well, George, you're meant to go to Japan? Yeah, going to go to Japan in three weeks but I probably can't. <laughs> probably can't? You I might mean, still go? No, nah, I'm not going. Okay, so no, that, that was <laughs> confirmation. Yeah. Probably can't. No, you, you aren't. But I, I booked my flights through Jetstar last year in October. Mm-hmm. And so I was like talking to them. I was like, oh, can I change my flights? Because on their website, it says change without a fee mm-hmm. for free. And, um, and she's like, yeah, but you've got to pay a fee. I was like, why? It's like, because you can only change for free if you book between the 10th of March and the 31st of March. Mm-hmm. So idiots who no are booking way. now <laughs> yeah, sure. get rewarded and they yeah. can change for it's free. It's dumb, the, the dumb fee. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that is annoying. Well, I yeah. guess what they're trying to do is promote. They want to mm. give a safeguard for people to be like, hey, mm. mate, it's like there's no there's no risk. Yeah. I was seeing flights for um, 700 bucks return to LA. Mm. And, I, and I said to Brie last weekend, I get very antsy when it comes to booking because Brie – 
likes to really double check with their work and do all this. Like where I'm like, no, you don't like, don't give people options. You, you say like, this is when it is, this is when I'm going away. Like how many jobs have it. you finished up based on travel? <laughs> Only one. <laughs> One's more. Yeah. None. Yeah, it's true. But, and so, uh, but the funny thing was I said to Brie, I was like, no, we're definitely going away. Mm. And mum, yeah, my mum's booked flights for LA in January, February, March, April, May. I think May or June. And she's doing the whole. Um, it's a yoga retreat. Like yeah, it's, it's not a, a great place. Like a yoga retreat, I'd say, up there in regards to getting. I mean, here's the thing, right? I was talking to, talking to uh, Dodge. It's mm-hmm. more the fact, like, if you get sick in Japan, mm. what are you doing? Who's paying for that? You're traveling, like. The hospital mm. support over there. It's not, it's like, it's like thinking about Dill who cut his finger here in the studio. Mm-hmm. If I did mm-hmm. that while in LA with you, Gronks, like, you don't even think about those little things, let mm-hmm. alone the shit like getting a serious, you know, yeah. a, a serious, you know, and doing something I, serious. Yeah, like obviously, corona. if they change the travel ban rules, then I'm stuck. Yeah. 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 To I'm, be honest, I don't, I don't feel like I bought, I haven't bought into a bunch of this, but I am, I'm not, I'm not worrying in terms of feeling panic. Because I'm like, mm. I know that whatever happens, if our business shits itself based on mm-hmm. this, we will be fine. Yeah, We're pretty privileged to live in a place like mm-hmm. Melbourne, mm. you know. And so, we'll be fine. I fucking move home with my parents. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, yeah. but if that, that's in like, LA. you think we're, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mum, taking your room. Yeah. Um, oh, no, she's been quarantined for six months. But I'm definitely- Can I have what's in the fridge? I'm definitely concerned. I've never, I've mm-hmm. never felt like this. Oh, really? 97, we're, we're trialing all different types of tech. Mm. I reckon with the new mics, uh, the you, need to, well, you need to just bring your mic level a little bit down because I think because right. it's louder than 90, uh, TJ's voice is um, hitting your noise gate. Really? So, so you can hear a little bit more room. It's a little bit roomier, but we're, we're dialing everything in. Just quickly, what, that map is $369. Wow. <laughs> How do you know that? You just looked it up, looked didn't you? Dodge, yeah. Dodge, 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 No, he looked up milligram or whatever it is. What's the, what's the size of it? Well, 1.7 times 1.2 metre. Yeah, that sounds, about right. that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds hey, about right. Uh, you yeah. could probably get one cheap at Kiki K because they're going out of business. Have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah, they've just gone into it. Is it receivership? What's the difference, yeah. difference between receivership and uh, administration? Administration. Administrators come in to do something. Look at that. Maybe up, the receivership is the bit where like someone else has taken over. Do you know Dodge? No. Do you know Pete Shepherd? No, I have no, no idea. No, I mean, I you, I'm glad that we're not savvy on this because none of <laughs> yeah. us have been into receivership or <laughs> administration. Thing, yeah. I'm like, in one of those moods where when I say like. I'm expecting everyone to think exactly the way that I think. So when I said to George, do you know? Means and he said, no. <laughs> he was just looking at me. He had his computer there. He, had, he Googled how much the milligram map cost, but it was too much to be like able to work out the difference. Yeah, whenever yeah. we ask you guys behind the desk yeah, if you don't know, computer, yeah. Yeah. all I would do, i just say I don't know because I don't have my computer yeah. We we don't think that when we ask you, George, it's not because we think you're the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I kind of zoned out. I didn't <laughs> honest, I like that. Well, Administration um, works to protect companies from their creditors, whereas receivership is initiated by the creditors or banks that believe the business can't pay off its sure. debt. So uh, one is um, voluntary administration or whatever, and the other mm. one is just like, hey, we, we've been trying to get this paid. Mm. And so the voluntary administration, I think that's what Kiki K has done where they're like, oh, guys, 
we're fucked. We can't pay all this so sort of stuff. So someone needs to come in and shuffle shit around. Well, yeah, because like when you start a company, you sign that whole thing. Like every year, the accountant sends us an email be- being like that we have to sign where it's like um, you're currently not insolvent. Like yes. you need to make sure that like as a director, uh, if you are operating a business that's insolvent so it can't pay its bills, mm. uh, you need like – Operating insolvent, like when you're insolvent, is the bad bit as a director. Yes. If you say, hey, guys, we're fucked straight away as soon as you can't um, pay them, mm. then you're a little bit more protected. Uh, Pete Shepard, what do you, okay. when, when something like this happens, where does your mind go? Are you thinking about the future? Are you thinking about. This is for coronavirus, yeah. not KKK. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like when something, like, I mean, this is new for all of us. We grew up mm. hearing about SARS and all these. All these other ones that they didn't affect us. Like you think about it being a kid. I didn't think about my dad and his business and the impact on that and me mm. staying home from school. It's like only until I'm older and it, I spoke to how um, daycare uh, manager, the person that manages the daycare centre. I said, if someone gets sick here, does the whole centre shut? Like, yeah. And then the logical thing is everyone's kid who's there, their parents should stay home in quarantine too. Yeah. If they want to sort of stop this, that makes mm-hmm. sense, right? And that's like that is so much pressure on parents, and so it's, it's yeah. when I think about my parents back in the day, I was like, "Fucking stay off, yes." It's yeah, like, no, nah, it actually has impact. So, what what's the thought for you, Pete, and the seven kids yeah, the f- you've got? <laughs> well, I'm in the. Well, I'm it's in the all different mums, so it's like it's like that's easier to quarantine. I think. <laughs> no, no, no. I think the the flow on effects are interesting in a number of ways. Like, there's the 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 logistical stuff like you mentioned TJ around who's going to stay at home and look after the kids if and when they get sent home from school or daycare or when people get sent home from university, which I suspect is probably going to happen at some point. But then it's like the flip side I've been thinking about a lot is the, in some ways the benefits of forced working from home and forced people figuring out how to use Zoom and other technologies in order to keep business running but not have everyone in the same room. So I'm like curious that basically a bunch of stuff is about to change and is already changing. And I think there'll be some good and some bad. And I'm curious how it might play out in the context of like big business, for example, who are always doing meetings, always in the same room, always going to the same central office. I'm like, does this change that now? Does this (laughs) open the door to people realizing that you know, I've been working remotely for almost three years and, like, I wonder if now that's going to become more common. Mm. Um, in, with, the, with the thing around travel, mm. do you, like, at what point would you be comfortable travelling uh, versus not? Like, what's your filter at the moment? My, my filter changed, I think, in the last 24 hours in that at the start of the week, I was like, oh, if they let me on a plane, I'll go mm-hmm. to, to New York because I'm not necessarily going to a conference where there's people coming from all around the world. I'm just one guy. Who's coming from and somewhere around the world. <laughs> so you're the actual guy. Yeah. But the, the, my understanding of most of those international conferences is yeah. you've got like 300 people coming from around the world. Yeah. And I'm one guy. But in the last 24 hours, I've started to think more about, and there's been quite a bit of panic and change in New York especially, they just shut down all Broadway shows and the NBA and all of that's just shut down in the last 24 hours. Madison and Square Gardens have like shut their area. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm probably not going to go. And I think it's not out of fear of getting sick. It's probably more out of like 
the logistical nightmare of going over there is just too great now. Mm. And the probable like negligence now in catching up with clients or trying to catch up with people over there, it almost seems negligent now to be the guy that just flew over from Australia when basically no one's really traveling anymore. So, um, I saw Ryan John, our mate, was on a plane this week. Fuck all people on the plane. Yeah. Uh, so little people. I also, yeah, I got a message. You go. Oh, sorry. I got a message from a mate this morning. He flew to Sydney to go to work at this the cricket game. And he said there were, the plane was a third full. And then he landed to discover that they're not letting crowds in. And so he doesn't even need to be there anyway. <laughs> he probably should have checked. That's what he did. But he got the all. He got approval this morning to go, and in the hour and a half flight, it yeah, was like actually no, there's no crowds. Well, yeah. I saw. Um, so uh, Missy Higgins, who in Australia is an iconic singer, her yeah. dad is a doctor, and was um was on the news because he uh, had coronavirus, didn't know at the time, saw seventy patients. Mm. Um, Missy has come out for the first mm. time. Did you did you see this yeah. on Instagram? And she was basically, I can read the the exact thing that she what, said. What did you take from it though? Well, I, I took like, because it got me thinking about people's perception of other people. So say, Pete, if you were to go to New York, you're nah. the you're the traveler, you're the the uh, the foreign person, you're the, I think in the eyes of the media, the person who could be hmm. the infector, right? Yeah. And so- um, well, you, I mean, you think about last night, I think people, so- Amy's always like been hypersensitive to how other people around her are feeling mm-hmm. and it could be based on something that she's done but then sort of really, really feels the other person and how they might be seeing her and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people experience that, right? And so if you're the person that gets it mm-hmm. at a at your child at a daycare centre that puts everyone, you know, like I think that is a real feeling that a lot of people are going to experience of like I'm – I kind of like, fuck, if I get up, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So, but I think a lot of people be like, fuck, I've hurt so many people. I've but put so many people out. business perspective, like then like how long, just think about if it's all good, like us saying, ah, oh, we don't mind or whatever, but then no clients want to see us. I mean, it puts yeah, in perspective bad, bad like branding, 97 fucking sneezing eight times earlier in the week. <laughs> oh, like, no wonder I was upset. Last weekend I sneezed. I was, my eyes were watering. I was sneezing shitloads. I felt a bit off. I looked at no, 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 no. I didn't. It, yeah. I had allergies. Okay. I read this like allergies, the flu, coronavirus symptoms, mm-hmm. and dude, I didn't know I had allergies. I was fucked yeah. with allergies. Just needed the demazon. I probably did. Um, so this is what Missy Higgins says on Instagram. Hey everyone, W O A H. Wow or whoa? Whoa. 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 Yeah. Whoa. Hey everyone. Whoa. Crazy, crazy times. Given the amount of misinformation out there at the moment, I just wanted to let you know, all know that our little family is completely healthy and fine. We've been told none of us are at risk of having caught it, but we're laying low anyway, just because people seem to be freaking out around us nonetheless. There is a lot of fear around, feels a little like the world is going bonkers and the media isn't helping with that. And she goes on, the media not helping with that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what is the job of the media in a time like a pandemic? What do you think, Pete? My first response is to report the facts, and mm-hmm. I think the danger in the danger in the media at the moment 
just in general in society is that they're businesses. So mm-hmm. they're trying to make money. So the fact that they can use stories like this to make money is to me concerning because there's almost no almost no duty of care on what they put out because what they're putting out is just seeking to create more demand for more news because they're a business. Mm-hmm. But it's probably too utopian to say that the media should be reporting the facts because the reality is they're all businesses. So they're all pushing different stories and headlines and information. I mean, the reality is the information they're pushing is whether it's right or wrong or hyperbolic or not is mm. could be reducing spend that advertisers mm-hmm. are putting into businesses like theirs. Like you're just going to cut spending if you can't pay for anything or you can't pay your staff. Mm-hmm. It seems weird. It's like if no, yeah. Well, it feels like that they, like the media, would be thriving in this time. In regard, when bad shit happens, everyone you know turns on the tally or they mm. the, read the news. Interestingly, on the business side of things, uh, a bunch of the newspapers where coronavirus has, where people have been affected or infected with it, uh, they're opening up the paywall for content oh. related to coronavirus. You on New York Times? <laughs> Uh, no, well, well, I already I, I pay oh, for true, New York yeah. Times, yeah, but, so, so you're getting to. Well, I'm not no, happy no, that no, you no. get to see it when no, I'm absolutely paying. Absolutely not. It's not everything. It's it's literally a coronavirus section. Sure. So they've wow. said information around coronavirus mm-hmm. is free of charge, not behind the paywall. And so I think uh, Jeff Bezos he owns Washington Post, yep. uh, and so people are being tweeting him. So it's same funny. It's same inter- open it up, dog. Yeah, it seems like every <laughs> single thing that happens in the world now. People's first response is to go to Jeff. You know <laughs> what I mean? What's like, Jeff doing yeah, about the bushfires? Yeah, bushfires. yeah what's Jeff, Jeff doing Jeff, about the coronavirus? Wake up, Jeff. What are you doing, mate? It's just <laughs> like, it does feel pretty. Um, yeah. And when he gave a million bucks to the, the bushfires, people were saying, mate, only a million. It is, it is an interesting time when you think about, like, don't you think we'll look back at 2020 and be like, man, can you believe that we like lived through oh, no. 2020? Like how fucked was yeah. like you had the bushfires. The co- like, yeah. isn't it interesting how I haven't heard a single conversation of late about um, climate change? No, well, it's brushed over based on the fires stopping and this new thing happening. And so I think that there's something interesting around that, which is mm. like how perspective shifts and everyone's like- <laughs> You're a chip off the old block, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like it's the um, you're referring to my dad. Yeah, being doesn't a, fall too far yeah. from the uh, the tree, the sunburnt tree. Um, no, but it's like all of a sudden uh, it seems less important about this yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I think that the if you look at it from a perspective of as a whole, it's all a bit negative. Mm. It's like we're fucked with like whether it's if it's not going to be the climate that fucks us. It's going to be, you know, mm. some virus. Yeah. What are you, what are you laughing? Hey, give us some words. <laughs> was, words of that wisdom. Was, that was me laughing. Okay. You know, the the tech companies have actually done a pretty decent job in in the spreading of information and stuff. Like mm-hmm. YouTube has a little Australian government pop up that'll give you like latest information from the government. Um, and I think Google's manipulating a bunch of their search results to prioritize like World Health Organization and all that sort mm. of stuff. I've got a question for you, Pete. Uh, when you say a time like this, it's very fresh, but how do you go about uh, developing new business 
when your mind is thinking like it's almost How like can if we you're leverage it. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you're too like face mask. I, I think no, no, no. I think it's like face mask. Sure, there's the how. What are the opportunities within this for businesses like ours that everybody could think about? But then there's being empathetic. If you are a, I mean, I'm a cold-hearted asshole. Mm. But if you're no, I, I, for me, I even feel like I'm empathetic for the person I would be reaching out to. And it feels like if you say, hey, how um, would you like to, you know, engage in some business? Not that you say it like that. <laughs> when that's maybe what you your good sales. It <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's not Pretty working. Flawed. Yeah, the sales script is fucking dialed in. Okay, let's put it on you. How do you land a new client in this time? Is it on your mind thinking, what's their position? How are they affected? Yeah. Do they have money? Do they want to spend cash? Is my service to them required in this time? Will it? Will they drop this or, you know? Yeah, I, I tend to, I've thought about this even in the last couple of days. I've actually tended to back off and just be like, you know what? I got to respect the fact that there's a bunch of people struggling with a bunch of stuff around mm-hmm. the world right now. So I've got proposals out there with certain people that usually I would just check in and go, hey, how are you feeling about that? Do you want to have a chat? And I've just mm-hmm. decided not to, just to give everyone Do you reckon that's breathing. part of the, is there a problem with that though, mm, where it's yeah. like, say people stopping marketing, stopping all that sort of thing is like, even if, so whether the coronavirus ends up being a really big thing or like it ends up sort of tapering off. 60% infection rate around the for the population. So, are we going to potentially fuck ourselves just by changing our normal behavior? And then it's, uh, can you call out, because I know it can be an excuse, right? Like if you, if sales isn't your yeah. thing, but yeah. you need a follow up prospective clients, yeah, yeah. and you're going, ah, you're I feel peak. that inside, and mm-hmm. I'm and it's a hiding mechanism, and so I don't, yeah. I can't under, I don't know how to read this feeling I'm mm-hmm. having, like, yeah, I totally agree with that because I usually hate, I usually don't like the sales and the reaching out. Mm-hmm. That's like my least favorite part. Yeah. Yeah, but I think working from me, home too. Like, I like <laughs> yeah. for me, I'm just like because I said to you, I'm like, hey, like maybe we should do this. Maybe we should just like all start working remote for a bit and just. <laughs> no, and I, I think we're going to work out a few other things before but, yeah. that bit. <laughs> but I did see also a t- just quickly, Pete, I saw a tweet <laughs> that said, what's the chance that you eat all of your snacks on the first day of quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Rations <laughs> on a boat, you <laughs> fucked it. Yeah. I reckon that would, I could imagine that happening in a big way. Yeah, especially when you don't like tuna and most things that are in a can. I actually don't. I like tuna Do if it's- um, In pasta. <laughs> no, I like it. The interesting, I've, I've talked about on the show, one of the first times I ever ate tuna and I said to the- It was a catering thing. And I said, man, this is the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. Mm. Like what's, what's the dressing? And they said, well, that's tuna. And they, like, they put it in this mayonnaise thing. And I think I had dill- Oh, yeah, yeah. But Chop up some dill, bit of mayo, yeah. mix it together. My problem, I think, is it's That's something um, Pete Shepard would do. I, <laughs> I can't connect. I find that, like, putting it into the sandwich, it's almost the equivalent of me of, like, slaughtering a cow and then eating the beef. Like, it's too – I'm using it too <laughs> much in its raw Mate, material. It's too hard. Like, Imagine, like, can, um, it's just what fucking – What about, like, vegans that are, like, only eating fresh produce? Well, they need delicious. No, but I, imagine if they had plant. No, no, no. I'm plant- talking about people that don't like the. They want box a box oh, of produce. veggies. Oh, like yeah, that's yeah. that's their go-to. Yeah, they're whole food. They're in trouble. Far out. Unless you're on a farm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's some positiveness in your life, Pete? Yeah. What are you What are you happy about? Keeping in mind, it's pretty insensitive to say anything happy. Right? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> 
Based on that, nothing. <laughs> Business nothing is going decided. well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it, I think I the I'm not feeling horribly mm-hmm. about it, but worried about it is a weird thing because yeah. it's like mm. if it was just you and no one else experiencing this, maybe you'd feel mm. that like, oh my god. But yeah. I think everybody is. So that's where I take a bit of solace in like, no, we're all in this position. So we got to fucking- I'm vibing it. <laughs> I, I, no, I just vibe that we're all together. We're all like experiencing that. Like it's actually like a bit of a community thing. It's real doomsday um, seeing President Trump, you know, uh, from the White House or wherever it is. That's like, it looks like a set, right? Yeah. And he's doing his mm. address to the world. It's like, it's what you see in films. Well, ScoMo's address was the first address to the nation since the GFC. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Which really? Puts it into perspective. Oh, it. Since twenty oh, two thousand eight. Yeah. And, wow. so, and so, what's it, so an address to the nation is different than just streaming on Facebook. Yeah. It's say. just like when yeah. all channels are on you for this time. Yeah. Ah. Oh, like so they oh, all radio. Wow. That's. We should have had Scomo. We could have put him on the Daily Talk Show. <laughs> we could have been one yeah. of those channels. Yeah. Um, it's like as a pure purely intellectual exercise. <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. Like mm. just observing and witnessing on a global scale the the things that are happening happening intellectually, but then like emotionally it's fairly traumatic for obviously thousands and thousands of people. Mm. Um, George, can you pull up like a Spanish Times or, you know, the equivalent of a New York Times in in Spain? Mason, you pull up one in like Russia. I wonder if you can access it. I'll go, uh, I'll go um, yeah, California, Italy, California. Italy yeah, California. No, Italy is a fucked, they're fucked. Oh, yeah. So I want to find, would be but good. I'm just trying no. to go like the snapshot at a, you know, the George trying to pick a holiday destination <laughs> at the moment. Italy would be good, <laughs> like the Californian Times. Like, so if you just go to any of these websites, how how obnoxious are they being in regards to reporting? Keep in mind, this is a pre-record, so this is um, we're recording this on Friday. So if by Sunday someone big has died, we're not covering it due to. Correct. Yeah, coronavirus Calif- lockdown, first four towns quarantined. Did you say Columbaris? Coronavirus. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're still on it's Columbaris. Not George. Yeah. 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 So LA Times, like you just jump on, like the whole page is filled. Same mm-hmm. with Russia. Same. Yeah. So this is the world, and this is why it's spreading so hard, as in the, the, the media, the news, and people's mm-hmm. fear and the thought. Just attention to it think about if you had access to see vibrations of thoughts relating to this and this whole saga mm. imagine what that would look like on some kind of like heat map so i'm just looking at the, uh, the jakarta post i thought that would be interesting because um i uh, went down this rabbit hole or should i say a bat hole um <laughs> last week uh around like bats in general I was trying to understand, like, I was just getting a bit sick about bats. Bats are fucking disgusting. Yeah, dude. and so I was looking at, do you know why? I don't know that much info, but the little bits that I took from it. Did you know they're blind? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> they? That. Yeah, they are. Um, they no, use sonar. So, um, you know there's a bloke who trained himself to use sonar? Yeah. What? It's crazy. Yeah, and he bushwalks in the nighttime. Bushwalks in the nighttime. It's insane. Climbs he, trees in the bush. There's videos of him mountain biking. Oh, that's they, ridiculous. It's called um, Superman. I think it's Superman. They did a like a one of those not NPR the one of those beautiful podcast stories where it's just like anyway. Well, the um, the interesting thing I found out about bats is what one of the reasons why they're so good at holding on to these um, disease or like viruses that spread oh. for um, 
uh, to humans is because when they're flying, their body temperature is around 40 degrees. And so the viruses that can hold... I feel like 97 is looking at me like, mate, you're way out of school talking about nah, science. No, this is good. Keep going. So, commit, commit. I'm yeah, so, 40 degrees. Yeah, 40 degrees. And so, because all, like, so the viruses that are within the bats end up um, being very sort of uh, immune to the things like temperature and because the human body is like, what, 30, 38? It's like an incubator. Yeah, it's, it's like. They're it, loving it in the a, bat. It works really well. And the other thing, too, is bats congregate. So bats all fly together. They fuck around. It's like the MCG, right? <laughs> it's like the Grand Prix. Well, not, not, not now. This year, yeah. Not, not <laughs> no, this no. year. And so, um, yeah, I thought that that was interesting. And so then I ended up. So I went from watching the most disgusting. So this is an interesting thing. This is getting controversial. This is getting into Richard Jansen land. Is it right? Is so it? when when people talk about they connect racism with the coronavirus, right? Yeah, xenophobia. Yeah, xenophobia, all that sort of thing. One of the things I was thinking is like, okay, I w- was watching these videos of the uh, the wet markets, yeah, right? And then I just started watching videos on what the wet markets in China are. Oh. Do, do you know yeah. what they are, George? Yeah, they, they did a 60 Minutes on last Sunday. Uh-huh. Crazy. Like all these, those turtles in there, <laughs> raccoons. Um, bats, cats, dogs. And they sell and, them and for food. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so the, reason, all, the yeah. reason why it's a wet market is because the fucking blood, uh, pus, all of that stuff is like, so <laughs> what happens is it's like uh, chickens are fucking shitting on just turtles and then turtles are coming on bats. Like this fucking just, <laughs> it's all if just- If we know something, yeah. turtles fuck. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the thing. It's just like, you just have- Pus, blood, cum, just fucking everything everywhere in this wet market. <laughs> Anything wet, they'll take it. Yeah. And, and so wet the, willy, they yeah. love them. <laughs> and so the thing is that like um, it all it all came about. Um, everyone should like the reason I'm bringing this up is so that people can then go and find out their own information. Don't use me as the source. But the things mm. that I took out of it was basically China had a food problem. And so when they had the food problem uh, – Residents started to have to work out ways of making money. And so they took animals that were typically wild and were starting to yeah. farm them. And so that's why they have all these fucked up uh, animals that are in these markets. Interestingly, also, they are um, like it's a high, it's an upper class thing to do. Like eating these big wild animals mm. is seen as like a status symbol. Mm. And so what I find interesting is in regards to all of this and when race becomes a part of it, if this is the practice that is causing, that, that created this virus, uh, then things like, okay, region and where someone's come from and where they've spent their time mm. should play a factor, I, I would think. Yeah, and 100%, so, 100%. And so I think that there is like a little bit of rationality. Like I, und- I, I sort of understand the, the Chinatown stuff that happened, I can understand the context of what people are thinking, which is like yeah. you've got chefs, you've got people who are amongst people who have come from this region. And so this isn't about racism or xenophobia. Mm. We're at a point of just like how do we fucking stop like 
Yeah. You, sh- you see how it did start there. You see people clearing out of Chinatown the very early stages. Mm-hmm. Like two weeks ago, the conversation, we were filming at a hospital. The conversation was nothing like it would mm-hmm. be today at that same hospital. And that hospital was like extremely multicultural. They're having yeah, people from yeah. all around. And so it shifts in two weeks. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the only time I heard this week of it being sort of race related was when President Trump said, um, something around it's it's like their disease, mm-hmm. like he referred to it being China's prop China's problem, or like that's where it came came well, from. So it is their problem, but it's just framing that he's yeah. trying to you know put them up as a superior nation. Yeah. But they also, I think that it'll be interesting. I mean, this is the most sort of political and sort of all this sort of stuff that yeah. we've ever gotten. But I think there is definitely like it really shows where the Trump stuff is lacking in a massive way where it's like when you're talking about when it's media relations and all that sort of stuff, you can sort of bullshit and do all this sort of stuff. When it's just a virus, you can't actually just say it's fake news. Like it just keeps like it just spreads. And so him being like there was a an article where he was uh, where I think it was the Argentinian um, or I think it was somewhere in South America, one of the um, diplomats ended up having coronavirus. Can you have a look at that? 97 but um there's a photo of president trump next to the guy (laughs) like three or four days ago yeah and the quote was something along the lines of like i'm not concerned because there was nothing un sort of unusual about our interaction i'm like Mm. does he think you have to fuck to get this thing (laughs) like if you shook his if you if you shook his hand yeah, then it's it's a potential. So uh, yeah. Brazilian official. Yeah, Brazilian official. And what did he say? Can you read the exact quotes from Trump? Because I thought they were pretty outrageous. I mean, Pete, I asked you earlier off the show where you get your news, and you said you don't get it. I mean, this is Josh obviously gets his news from you know a bunch of these places because I've seen all these, and so a lot of the news are. Have you are you seeing any of this? Is it coming into your filter? Do you know about turtles rooting? The no, turtle fucking thing was me sort of being hyperbolic potentially. Yeah. I don't know if there's – I just assume that it's all liquids. Yeah. I So I don't – I try not to digest news as a like general rule for Pete. And I think in times like this, you can't help but hear through other people like friends and conversations like this what's Sorry. happening <laughs> and what people are saying. So thanks for ruining my day. No, that's okay. And, <laughs> no, but I think in times like this, it's the gov- like you've got to go to the World Health Organization. You've got to go to the experts that aren't trying to push information as a way to put themselves in, you know, a status mm-hmm. place or push business, push media because it makes them money. They're just trying to put out like information and facts. So I've looked at government websites and, you know, the World Health Organization website. That's generally where I look at my information. Do, do we think that the government's too slow though? Very slow. So if we look at if we look at the media stuff, we actually saw heat. Like so, uh, we were listening to the radio in the car a couple of days ago, and they were doing these like um, ads where the government's working on all these like precautions, blah blah blah. And Bree said, "It's like, man, they're doing a lot, aren't they?" I was like, "Well, it's been fucking like fifty something days, uh, and this isn't them actually." doing all these things this is them communicating this is this is the equivalent of uh what is it scotty from marketing or whatever like putting out a um an ad around this is what's happening and so yeah i think that if we look at when we actually started talking about it and even within the hospitals and us like communicating and talking about all of these things then you see people 
wearing face masks and like in a strange culture, we just don't could be the worst air quality or whatever. And mm. we, we're still not doing it. It feels like Pete, if you're relying on the, the government stuff, I don't know, like maybe that makes it, maybe we only need to know about this stuff now. Like maybe if mm. everyone just did the government stuff, then uh, things like the economy would be in a better position. But then that's like that siloed thing of not considering that everyone's going to news.com.au and making big business decisions that are people like your uh, clients or your clients' clients that, you know, that they're, they're consuming that content. What's the site, Pete, that you go to? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's, it's a little cute Google Hell search. Yeah. What were some of the so services? Did you find some of the quotes that, that Trump? Yeah, so he said, um, we did nothing unusual. Um, <laughs> he's doing a tr- tr- terrific job in Brazil. We'll find out what happens. I guess they're being tested now. Let's put it this way. I'm not concerned. <laughs> yeah, say like... Lucian. Yeah. yeah, it just seems... I mean, um, he accidentally... He said that trade would be affected between Europe and the US mm-hmm. and that they wouldn't be importing and exporting. And then like half an hour later... He got on Twitter and said, no, 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 it's actually, it's just um, like immigration or travel that's being banned and not uh, sure, not all the imports and exports. Can you actually He's- look up, Sevs or Dodge, who, uh, what stocks have shot up over the last few weeks? Like Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. Zoom, Zoom have, yeah. Through the roof, yeah. What about um, Tesla? Has that gone up in the last couple of weeks? I mean, that's yeah. not really, I mean. Well, I think that could have been related to the oil stuff and a oh, bunch yeah. of other things. But if you're looking at like the S&P 500 index, like that's. Um, well, like not what's going on. Well, we're rec- <laughs> well, we recorded this. Um, this is Friday and it was the, what did they say, Sevs? It was the worst day since 1987 or yeah, something. I think that's what you said, yeah. Yeah. Can you look it up just so I'm not talking shit? Um, but yeah, you can see. You can see the drop. The funny thing about all of this shit, just like when the MH15 or MH315, whatever it was, the fucking planes that went out of the... Thank you. Um, 1987. 1987. Wow. Yeah. Like we all become fucking experts in whatever it is. Like all of a sudden we're experts on infectious disease. To be (laughs) honest, like we're just just regurgitating the shit that we've Mm. read or listened to. Which contributes to the problem, not to mm-hmm. not to dis- dismiss the whole podcast yeah. that we just recorded. <laughs> essentially, commit, we're essentially we are committing to potentially perpetuating the problem. So mm-hmm. I think, like I, I get uncomfortable and anxious in moments like this, not on this call, but uh-huh. like in moments like this on the globe, because it divides people mm-hmm. and makes more fear, more hate, more division, which is just not helpful in any context. Like, yeah the more divisive we get about we should have acted sooner, we shouldn't have acted sooner, we're doing all we can, we're not doing enough. None of that helps. Yeah, It's just we've got to accept where we are, look at what the information is based on actual facts and then decide to work together, to collaborate together, to co-create a new version of the future through empathy, generosity, compassion because fear-mongering and hate and division, it's just like it just gets me annoyed and frustrated because none of it helps. It, None of it helps. That yeah. sounded a lot like, you know, Jerry Springer would do his sort of at the end of his show. It'd be like, <laughs> look after each other. It's true. I agree. It makes I agree. And then what about if you, like I've, I've said to myself, how, how do I like turn off from that? So if you, the opposite mm. is like just turning off and nah, I'm not going to engage, which is a friend of mine has said that. I think it's, I think it's almost next to impossible at the moment to disengage. Mm. From. What does it mean to listen 
What does it mean? Like, so taking that approach around the empathy and stuff, Pete, not not engaging in that type of stuff or purposefully deciding to avoid certain mm. bits of how society is feeling. How much do you think that is the the pro- it, it being problematic in regards to not listening to what the world is saying? No, I think it's a good call out. I think we have to listen. I think, but we have to listen in that. We have to observe and be curious. So it's like observe what's happening get curious about why that might be happening or why that person might be telling you that story as opposed to this story, but not to just like be so swept away by the stories that people are telling that we forget to observe and be curious. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a bit like the, it's a bit like the, the show that was on Netflix. I'm not going to call it a documentary. The show that was about going vegan Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden a bunch of people change their behavior because of one show without like pausing (laughs) Uh-huh. Sorry, you're cool. No, no, you that's out. Right. no, no, that's all right. Without like, black, I love some information. Beans, here's some information. Let mm-hmm. me pause. Let me be curious. Let me observe. And then, like, to your point, let me empathize with where they might be coming from, what they might be doing, and develop my own opinion on it rather than just like consume and just get swept away in mm-hmm. that. And I mean, so, they could be saying, like, people, people in the hysteria, like, it, say if it gets so fucking bad. And we were looking at the the boy that cried wolf, the people that are getting the toilet paper. It's like, at what point do we go? There was the fucking wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but also like this is that uh, meta modernism stuff that uh, Dr. Jason Fox talks about around like we can, can't we sort of play in this way of entering into some of this hysteria to serve and to learn and to understand. So, mm-hmm. um. Uh, say with the vegan example, Pete, is it's like to be curious requires you to be able to have your own unique experience. And so if you have all of this information, it feels potentially like the best thing to do is it's like, what happens if I do it? Like it's hard because it's framed in in what could be described as propaganda or a highly sort of um, filtered look at something but it feels like we're constantly in different versions of realities. And so that is entering, it seems so extreme because it is not the everyday reality that what we live in. But when we go out and we add cheese to everything and we do all these sorts of things, we don't necessarily see that as propaganda. We see that as just our, our culture and everyday living. So it feels like potentially, um, and that's the same thing around the bat stuff, right? Like I look at the, when I was looking at the bad stuff, I was like, fuck, look, like you're seeing them with their mouths, mouths open and they're cutting off, the, you're cutting them up and stuff. I was like, you know what? I'd probably have the same response if I was watching a cow be fucking slaughtered and all that sort of thing. It's just because like, it's mm-hmm. be, but because I eat beef and because I've had this experience, I don't feel that way. So, I guess part of it is it's like mm-hmm. within co-creation, how much of co-creation requires you to actually enter mm-hmm. and be like actually act within that space. What are some coaching questions to ask? Connection, you okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did I freeze? No, 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 the bat down. No, no, no. Um, have we? What are some questions? Like, because it's so the people that aren't uh, being uh, observant on mm-hmm. how they're reacting, so they're purely in it, right? Oh my God, this, that, but they're not ever going, 
do you think it's actually that? Like, uh, um, is this right to feel this way? Like, it is pr- it is productive in any circumstance to observe what you know, be the observer of the observer. Mm. And so that's I well, guess it's the toilet paper thing is it's like you. I guess you got to make the call. I'm like, oh, you know what? If I had to fucking, if you have to rinse with water. Like if you actually make that, like it's very fucking easy. Like there's a lot of places around the world mm. that does that. And yeah. so, I mean, that I feel like is an example of are you listening to the internal reality around this stuff? Like I find it interesting around like doomsday stuff. They talk about, you know, having water and doing all that sort of thing. Mm. And I find that interesting. But um, yeah. We've got six rolls left. How, how's your house? What's your count? Well, this is the awkward part is I'm now getting to the point where I actually genuinely need some toilet paper, but That's I feel what everyone's like saying. ridiculous. So I think I've got four or five left. I'm just going to have to start. I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> I feel like I've definitely- Mate, how, many um, days, how many days can we work that out? How long Pete's got? What do you think? <laughs> that would last a while. A two ply? What is it? Two ply. Three ply. Come three on, ply. I'm not an animal. Yeah, three ply. Is there two ply? So there's one ply, two ply, three ply. I, I reckon there's three ply minimum. Safely tw- twenty to thirty poos per roll. <laughs> say it again. Did you say thirty, 30 poos, poos per roll? Nah, you're per roll. Too nah. little. Too much. Too I think. That I feel like that's probably too many, too many. poos. Yeah, yeah. twenty. No, so one, twenty. I think one, 20. You think it'd last like? I think it's almost like, a month. I think it's like eight shits a roll. I'm not joking. I know your diet, bro. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I think that like Bree and I would change the roll every two days. Two days. Yeah. Two so to three days. Four shits a day. I'm only doing one, so I'm clearly using either Breeze just lost it or I use more than I think. No, I have a feeling that it's around. Uh, yeah, maybe 12. 12 poos? Tw- yeah, 12 shits. So then we've got 12. Is there any sort of guide online and yeah. infographic? <laughs> that should be an infographic. There should be sort of like we could get, we could definitely get Rory on the case with that. Uh, Rain Man Rory, our uh, data analyst. Oh, um, uh, all right. Well, uh, thank, uh, thanks, thank, Pete. Yeah, you've thank you've you, got Pete. to go to your, your next meeting. It's been good though. The Zoom call. So, um, how do you feel about it? Oh, it could be so, the future for us, Pete. It could be the future for a lot of people. It's the future. You're living in the future. Mm. But it's like mm. it Welcome. has been. The internet connection has been solid. Yeah, it's solid. It is like you look crisp. There's yeah. no delay. You were skeptical too. You were, you're like, oh, are you sure you should do this from your house? You don't want to go to the commons? Well, I was just, <laughs> I was just worried about you because you don't plug into Ethernet, do you? No, no, I'm running Wi-Fi, but I've got a podcast with someone in New York, and we, this is how we run it. So yeah. I think it's worked alright. No, nah, it's worked fine. Pete, thanks for coming on the show, yeah, buddy. George, anything thanks else you want to, anything you want to end on, George? Uh, no, not really. I, I was talking to my dad last night because I wasn't. I've been a bit naive about the whole thing, mm-hmm. but he's starting to freak me out a bit. <laughs> it's more about just what's going to happen in the next two weeks. And what what's is? happening? What do you know? know? We just don't know. But that's the scary bit. We, we could be in lockdown in two weeks. Just for something a little bit less of an issue, but something that was an issue that, Pete, I feel like you would have an opinion on. Okay. I didn't get to bring it up uh, yesterday. I went to the my coffee shop. Uh, mm-hmm. What's it called? Pavlov's hey, Dark. Why we, I mean... I'm fine saying it because I'm not going you anymore. Yeah, okay. Was- so, Pavlov's Duck across the road from my house, right? I asked for a large, strong almond mocha. What do you? What would you pay for a large, strong almond mocha on a weekday? You could pay six dollars. Five fifty. He said, uh, oh, seven dollars." Oh, Oof. and I said, 
Sorry. Because <laughs> I'm used to like, because I've never ordered a large, strong almond mocha on a weekday. It's on the weekend. And when it's on the weekend, I'm normally like adding a little almond croissant and breeze coffee and all that. So, yeah, it's it all, all goes in. Are you, mate? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got it real dialed Chicken in. Croissant. Yeah. And so, when I found out it was $7, I was like, oh, that's a mistake. And so, I said, because normally it's like $6. And I was like, oh, what's the... No, I think that's that's wrong. He go, I said, like, what am I paying for? He said, oh, the chocolate. And I was yeah, just like, if you I, said, I, said, that's, I said, that's ridiculous. And the thing was that Brie had always been trolling me for, for spending six because across the road at the place, I think it's called The Office um, Cafe, they already, they're cheaper anyway. And so I've started going there. But it was it was a big moment because think about it. I've been going there every morning for nearly a year. And to just to have the guy that goes in every single day for a year being like, that's ridiculous and walking it's a out. Pretty, it's a pretty bold order too. You got a double strength mm-hmm. coffee with yeah. a lot of almond milk. Yeah. And a little cheeky bit of chocolate as yeah. well. Well, casual well, Goldie Guts, um, uh, who's uh, a gronk, she, uh, she does like uh, all this stuff around body and movement and all that sort of thing. And what she was saying is that with caffeine, there's a bunch of research to say that having a little bit of sugar with the, the caffeine can help from a metabolism point of view. And so, I've never added coffee. <laughs> really bored into and that. So, yeah. I was looking for an excuse for no, many no, no, years no, no. and so now I drink hot I, chocolates with say, a drop of coffee. No, and so, when I say metabolism, I don't mean like um, losing weight. I mean like caffeine, like the way that we absorb the caffeine. And so, because of that... Uh, I was like, oh, look, I'm not ready to add sugar. Like, that's outrageous. <laughs> but adding a little bit of chocolate, there's probably a bit of sugar in there. So, that was- Is like, that going to happen on our walks now? Are you going to get that order nah, when we nah, walk? No, no, no. I mean, he may as well get a thick shake. From <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> well, I think it's cheaper to get a thick shake. It definitely but, is cheaper. Um, uh, but Pete's uh, he's been great. We actually just switched from uh, almond flat whites uh, to he's happy to go with the latte. So, when we go for our walks, so we can have the same. Oh, you know what? Both have a I'm so glad I know that now. You know, I'm just so really glad. Just before we wrap up, we got an email from Ian Gronks. I just wanted to say uh, great work on the apps with Nikki and Tom Harkin. Um, these conversations were fantastic. Please tell Tor Gronk that he did an awesome job at the U Project conference. Oh, there, there you go. go. That's oh. nice. Thanks, Ian. There you go, Tor Gronk. What a legend. That's lovely. I think I saw it? him there wearing his hoodie. I sent you guys a photo. Yeah. Wait, did. I, I didn't get it. Yeah, I got it. I was like, yeah, that's Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of sent this from the other side of the room. I spotted someone wearing the yeah, Daily Talk Show hoodie. So that's yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. They infiltrate. Gronks <laughs> infiltrate everyone's conferences. Uh, the dailytalkshow.com forward slash Gronks. Uh, we're not giving out stickers, but interestingly, like not getting stickers is probably a good thing because Mason licks the stamps uh, oh. when he sends them out. And with, everything, Gronk. with everything that's been happening, um, that's yeah, not yeah. ideal. Just yeah. licking stamps. No yeah, good. Yeah. Well, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Catch you guys. See you tomorrow, guys. Bye. See you guys.